Welcome to the Around the World Beauty Podcast, a podcast committed to empowering women to reconnect with their heritage and beauty rituals inspired by women all over the world. We celebrate beauty brands and influencers that share with us their journey to beauty, creating a global impact on diversity, sustainability, and how we see beauty around the world. Whether you're beauty obsessed or have a penchant for travel, let us inspire you to make a beauty discovery of your own. Beauty travelers, welcome to another episode of Journey of Beauty. I am so excited to share with you our next guest. Her name is Lindsay Green, and not only is she a powerhouse in beauty and travel, she is the founder of Beauty Atlas Magazine, a digital platform that focuses on a different beauty destination around the world. If you love beauty and you love travel, you definitely want to pack, screenshot, and grab her issues when you're traveling to different destinations. I like to think it's like your dream beauty guide when you're traveling abroad. What I love about it is that whether you want to meet local women who can share their real, authentic, true beauty story or go to your local shop, this guide covers everything on what to do when you get there, what to look for in regards to products, and stories of real women sharing how they have found their authentic voice in beauty when it comes to culture. So Lindsay, welcome, and I cannot wait to hear your journey to beauty story. Thank you. Thanks for having me. (laughs) So Lindsay, you... I mean, you have a really cool story. You are beauty editor turned magazine founder turned so many different amazing avenues of like sharing beauty. Like that you are a true beauty girl, yeah. full circle. Yeah. And I love that about you. So my question is, I want to know about your journey to beauty. How did you start in the beauty industry and how did you get to where you are today? Sure. So when I went to school, I studied journalism and international studies. And so I always knew that I wanted to, I shouldn't say I always knew because I kind of thought I wanted to do everything. But um, for a long time, I knew that I wanted to to work in magazines. I've always been obsessed with magazines. I've always been, um, I'd spend hours in like Barnes and Noble. I'd spend hours in bookstores. I just love the feel of like a glossy magazine. Um, and I really gravitated, gravitated towards like the imagery and just, you know, fashion and beauty, all of it. I think back then I didn't really know that there was such a difference between beauty and fashion. I kind of just, you know, women's interests, it just was all lumped together for me. Um, but I knew that that's the direction that I wanted to take. So um, when I graduated, my first job was at Ebony Magazine. Um, and their style department was combined beauty and fashion. So I got a little bit, you know, a taste of both. We also did some men's fashion and some men's grooming. And so once I was actually in the atmosphere and really realized that there was a difference between beauty and fashion, I was like, okay, beauty's my jam, you know. Um, I just love that there's a science behind it. I love that there's culture behind it. I love that um, beauty is different for everyone. So I really, I think I fell in love with beauty specifically at Ebony. And so um, moving forward in my career, I went on to different magazines in the beauty departments there. So talk, tell me about the kind of work that you were doing at Glambagesa, because I feel that you were on the path to global beauty, even while you were, you know, there. And yeah. even at Ebony, like you've always really represented diversity, you've represented yeah. all beauty. Uh, so tell me about like your experience with working with these magazines and making sure that global beauty and diversity was was visible well I definitely when I look back on it now I kind of I kind of have to pat myself on the back a little bit because I realized that I was very strategic with the the jobs that I was taking so when I went to college I went on um I had a study abroad experience and that was my first time traveling outside the country I 
remember. So at that time, I was just um, a print journalism major. I didn't have the international studies major yet. And so when I went and I had the experience, I fell in love with travel and I fell in love with culture. And when I got back, that's when I decided to add on the international studies um, uh, major. And so I realized, or, or while I was there, I was basically trying to figure out how can I go into you know this magazine world, but also be able to combine my passion for travel and my passion for culture um, with this whole interest in, you know, women's lifestyle uh, uh, publications. So when I took my first job at Ebony, that's what I kept in mind. Here I am at this iconic, you know, African-American publication where all we're focusing on is culture here, right? We're focusing on beauty uh, in my department. We were focusing on beauty and fashion for African-American women. So really speaking to that audience, speaking to that reader, you know, talking to her about natural hair, talking to her about the products that she can use for hyperpigmentation, which is, you know, really big for um, for African-American women and darker skin tones. So yeah, so I always had that global cultural component in the back of my mind. So when I went, I moved on from Ebony, I went to Glam Latina, which was for anybody who doesn't know, it's Glamour's Latin beauty publication. Glamour came out with uh, this quarterly publication that focused on beauty just for Latin American women. Loved. It was, yeah. like, I still have all the issues. Because <laughs> they were so beautifully done. And, ah, oh, They love really that were. It was, it was great because I think what brands and what, I guess, just the media industry in general realizes that Latin women are really spending on beauty and they're really investing in beauty. And so once they realized that, they sort of wanted to target that reader and once they did it was like finally we have something that we can relate to and something that you know we have been looking for forever because we love products we love beauty we love talking about this so when I when that opportunity presented itself to me I was really excited about it because again it was like all right I've already done the African-American market here I am moving into a Latin American market and here I can you know start talking about other you know rituals traditions my mom's puerto rican so i'm half puerto rican half african-american and so for me it was exciting because it was like i could tap into a culture that i know i can talk about experiences that i've had and rituals that we've done in our household so just to answer your question you know i definitely was strategic with the publications I was working at because I had that in mind like eventually I really want to tie beauty to culture so these are the types of publications that I know that I can at least do a little bit of that in my journey. Wow I feel like I didn't even I feel like I knew some of that story but hearing it from you straight it's you've really been taking the footsteps yeah. towards this what what you are today yeah. like even your study abroad program like wow that's yeah it's funny we're always destined to like flow right into what we're supposed yeah. to become but what's really funny and I've told you this story before but I think it's funny it's that same experience that you talked about with the desk side yeah for me it was like sort of the, the opposite so Stephanie she came to I got an email from I guess you were repped by a PR company at yeah. that point and so they reached out to me to do a desk side with her I was at Ebony and I remember like I said, I had it in my mind that I really wanted to do this, like combining, you know, global with, at that point, I think I was still thinking like style. So it could be fashion, it could be beauty, just whatever women are interested in. So I still was sort of brainstorming it. And so of course I'm doing my research. I'm like, what am I gonna name this thing? At that point, I probably was just thinking of starting a blog or whatever. And so I'm doing all this research and I find around the world beauty and I'm like, who is this girl? What is she doing with my dream? Who is she? And so I found the blog and I looked into it and I loved it. I loved it. And I just was like really afraid because I just was like, well, if somebody else is already doing it, then 
why should I do it? And it was sort of discouraging. And I remember emailing my mom, and I still have that email. I just sent her a message, and the subject line was just dot, dot, dot. And in the body, I just sent her a link. And she clicked the link, and she was like, oh, my God, that's your vision. What? <laughs> so I remember when I got that email, I was like, I can't meet this girl. If I meet her, and I go on, and I do my idea she's gonna think that i stole her whole idea i remember just thinking like you know this is the competition and so i was really afraid and really um intimidated about meeting you when i was at glam latina and once we did meet i finally decided to do it because i was like you know what i'm sure i could learn a lot from her she's already doing this maybe it could you know lead to a great partnership and i'm really glad i did because i think it did i mean we've worked together we've become friends like you said earlier on so i'm happy that i took that meeting but i remember just being afraid and thinking like you know when you're facing your competition it's sort of like oh gosh like this is scary and i think what i've learned from you is just that it doesn't have to be competition i think in this world of now where global beauty is starting to become a thing it's like we all have this mission of bringing global beauty secrets to the forefront so why not work together it's not you know we're not being self-ambitious we're actually working for a purpose which is to bring these secrets forward and to share them so how beautiful would it be to do that together as women we really have to like it's there is a fear you know i think every day we meet people even on this podcast i'm meeting women that are doing what i like i want to mm-hmm. maybe have a product line one day we like you mm-hmm. know we want to do tours etc yeah. but i think when you meet genuine people you can feel it yeah like you said we're all doing it for the global beauty and there's so many women out there that need this you know that need what we're doing yeah so so talking about that in truth of who you are how did beauty atlas you know so you were at these magazines you were like dream position for any girl living in new york city beauty editor oh like <laughs> You left that, and yeah. you decided to do your own thing. Yeah. So walk me through, like, Beauty Atlas. Like, how did that come about? Where did the idea come from, and wh- where is it now? Yeah. I think, I mean, I think you and I are pretty like-minded in that, you know, everything happens for a reason, and um, sometimes you're sort of forced in a, in a certain direction. So for me, you know, after I left Glam Latina, I was at Teen Vogue, and I was let go from Teen Vogue. And at that time, I think the way that I... Th- had envisioned my career, you know, I I already said that a lot of this was strategic, right? I I knew that I wanted to eventually find a way to combine beauty with travel and write about it, or beauty with culture and write about it. And so I, but I think once you get entrenched in the industry, you kind of, you kind of sort of lose sight of what your true dream is, right? So now I'm this young beauty editor in the industry at Ebony and I'm looking at all of these other editors and I'm thinking, man, I'm here, right? I'm at Time Inc, I'm at Condé Nast, here I am at Teen Vogue, like I'm at a Vogue brand, I'm a black girl at a Vogue brand. That's the dream when that's your path, right? But I wasn't, I still wasn't really feeling fulfilled, but I kept getting lost in like, okay, the next step now is director, the next step now is to prove myself here and work my way up, still knowing that like, that really wasn't my dream. So when I got let go, I wasn't really upset, obviously, because it's, it's um, you know, it's tough to feel like you failed at something that you were so kind of like just looking forward to, you know, obviously. But I think I also was really happy because now I was forced to actually follow my dream. You know, I was forced to, I could have gone on, I could have gone into another direction and said, all right, well, I'll go look at another magazine and apply for beauty editor positions. And I never did. I really just was like, you know, I think this might be my last one. Shortly after that, my husband actually got a job in Chicago. You know, I was freelancing at the time, and it was like, hey, I mean, 
why not? Let's just pack up and go. And I, you know, supported him and did that. And, um, and he supported me in helping me to start Beauty Atlas. It, like I said, I was sort of forced into it, but at the same time, it kind of was just like, I mean, I, I could either, like I said, continue to look for this dream job that's really not the dream job because the dream job doesn't exist. There is no, what I really wanted was to work at maybe a travel magazine and become the beauty director there, but that position doesn't exist. And so what I was looking for just wasn't out there. So I decided to create it myself and I'm really happy I did. And it's been great. I'm finally seeing this vision that has just been kind of living in my head after, you know, what is this, over 10 years now. Yeah. And it's beautiful. I Thank think when you. we were doing work together, I feel that you always had that magazine eye. And yeah. it's funny again, because your background has trained you to create work that is so attention to detail. I mean, I think I cried when I saw the, I cry every time I open the issue, like literally. And then I cried when I saw that your husband was doing video and I was like, oh God, I love them. I can't. Um, Cause it's like, there's so much work that goes behind this. Mm -hmm. And there's, you know, your attention to detail. It's just so beautiful. Thank you. you know, I still have no idea how you're doing it. <laughs> and it's me either. <laughs> uh, but it's such a beautiful issue. You guys out there really have to check it out. You've done, Indonesia, Bali. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You've done your recent one is your American issue that mm -hmm. launched on the Fourth of July. Yep, correct. Mm -hmm, yep. For Chicago, and then what was the last one? Havana. Havana for mm -hmm. Cuba. Yes. Really great stuff. Thank you. I mean, for anyone that loves beauty and loves travel, it is, it's just done so well. Where it's like you're getting lost yeah. into the magazine and reading the stories, and they're coming to life through video. It's very. It's crazy to see it because I remember you sharing with me these ideas and I was like, I don't, I don't know if that's even possible, but yeah. it is possible. You're scrolling down the page and it's showing you a video experience so yeah. it feels like you're there. Yeah. You're sharing people's real story when you're traveling. That's so that kind of drives me to my next question, which is what is the most fascinating ritual that you've discovered as you travel? Um, you could say Ecuador and like I mean that's actually <laughs> what I'm thinking because we went to Ecuador together on the first around the world beauty tours <laughs> which was a work in progress today they're amazing no it was great but no I think what's great about what you do is that you are so authentic I think sometimes and I've learned to not be now there's like a midway of like not being so authentic and being like you're not gonna meet take the beauty editors halfway like we gotta meet you guys halfway yeah no it was great though I mean I think there's nothing better than an authentic experience um, and so I, I think that I mean I'm trying to think like rituals but really the, the what comes to mind is when we were in the Amazon and we um, got those facials done by the um, by the I don't even know. At the hotel? No, no, Banos? no, no. In the in the Amazon where we did the yucca. Oh yeah! Oh my goodness! Yeah. Right. We mm -hmm. found it. Yeah. It was mm -hmm. on our faces. We yeah. like had this woman who was like a yucca farmer. Yeah. Is that the right way? Yeah. To say? I guess she's just like an indigenous woman in a tribe that you know they're growing everything. Gotcha. So they use everything for the beauty. Yeah. Right. And so I thought that was fun. I mean, I thought that that was like the most, probably the most, um, like hands-on I've been in terms of like you know. Um, you know, being with this real woman who's doing this real thing that she does every day. Yeah. Um, I thought that was fun. I really yeah. like that. Yeah, that, that, was, that was a good time. What is a beauty ritual that is part of your everyday life? Yeah, I think now um, coconut oil has been such, like, it's sort of a joke now. I don't know if you've seen, like, the, um, like, memes that are, like, coconut oil for like a wound coconut oil for a bad day coconut oil for like you're sick but that's really what it's become these days 
Um, but in my travels along, like over the years, not just within these past couple years where it's become popular, coconut oil really is an ingredient that's used almost everywhere and it's been used for years and years and years. So I've really gotten into it. I cut my hair last year, you remember, I cut, I basically like shaved my hair almost. And I wasn't using anything but coconut oil. I've also become like really natural. Like I don't, I, I don't use soap. I don't use lotion. I don't use anything but coconut oil. So every day. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. And it sounds horrible because no. I'm a beauty editor. Yeah. And it's like, so you're a beauty editor and you don't use products. Like, how does that work? But I've just gotten into this really sort of like holistic, like, why would I put that on my body if I don't want it in my body, you know, or I don't know what it is. So anyway. That's a different topic, but coconut oil, I just, I use from my head to my toe, and it's so funny because now you'll see, I mean, I don't know if you guys remember, but in like coming to America, the like soul glow, <laughs> that's literally me. So like, I don't realize, I put it in my hair when it's wet, and then I don't realize like how much I'm actually putting in there, because you don't really, you know, you just can't really tell. So once it dries, it's like dripping coconut oil in the chair and like the, the car and like leather seats, it's like, oh, sorry, I have to like rub it down or like, it's good for the seats, though. It's good Seriously, for the seats. It's like shine. It's good for everything. Um, I love I that. use coconut oil. You know, every co- day. coconut oil is a huge ritual around the world. In yeah. the Philippines, they say that women weren't even allowed to get married if they didn't know how to make coconut oil. Wow. Like that was part of like their coming of of age and That's proving so that they could actually take care of a husband. The wow. farm girls there. Wow. That's so really. Stuff. It's really good it stuff. It really is. So I want to get into talking a little bit more about why. When I'm looking through Beauty Atlas, the one feeling that I get is you're really focused on sharing real women's story. You're really going deep. Mm-hmm. Why was it important for you to share this with your readers? Yeah. And it's is it important to Beauty Atlas? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So our tagline is a destination guide for beauty enthusiasts, right? And so I think the only way to actually guide someone through a region is to have the people who live there do that. And so, and I also think that every woman's story is different. Every woman's story is powerful. Every woman's beauty ideal is different. So for example, in our Chicago issue, we have a couple of, well, we have one real first person story, but a couple of stories that really do involve um, women sharing their personal stories. And so one of them was a a woman who was sexually assaulted and she talked about her experience discovering not really discovering but her relationship with beauty after sexual assault which I think we all you know you see it on TV and you see the girl cut off all her hair and which can be a lot of people's experiences but I thought it was important to me to share her journey and I guess sort of like what you do her journey to beauty after such such a life-changing experience um, you know it sometimes maybe for some people it didn't really it doesn't connect neck just because it's like oh that's not really beauty but it's like that is beauty how we look at ourselves is is beauty and our beauty you know our experience contributes to our thought process our experiences contribute to our um just to who we are and so for me it's always important to share people's stories particularly women's stories because that's what shapes our beauty ideals that's what shapes our beauty culture and it's going to be different no matter where you are another another story that we did in this chicago issue was on a woman who basically there's a a company in chicago called sweet beginnings and what they do is they allow or they help uh formerly incarcerated individuals to find jobs and really uh, be able to integrate into society after they've been away for however many years and so we spoke with this woman her name was patricia patricia jackson and she 
she told us her story about, you know, uh, she was arrested for drug possession and spent some time in, in jail, obviously. And when she got out, she worked at Sweet Beginnings. They create uh, beauty products, skincare, mostly just skincare. So body scrubs, body butters, soaps, things like that. And so that job changed her life. You know, it allowed her to feed her kids. She has two young sons and she was able to, you know, provide for them and not have to go back to the lifestyle that, you know, put her away for some time. Again, it's that connection to beauty where they're still, you know, contributing to the beauty community in Chicago by creating these products that people are using, which are actually really great products. I, I use them and I really like them. Telling the story behind these people who are creating these products that you're using, because I bet if you went to Whole Foods and picked that product up, you wouldn't know where it was coming from or where your proceeds were going. So I think it's important to look at the totality of beauty and not just the products that you're applying, but um, introducing you to the stories of the women behind them. Yeah, wow. Like, I, I feel that it's it's such, you know, we're so used to reading magazines and, like, like, flipping through pictures of, like, beautiful women and just, like, unrealistic things of what beauty should be. I mean, we work in the industry. Yeah. You know, it's so great to see a publication that's really, like, sharing real stories and showing that beauty is much more than skin deep For you sure. know and there's there's beauty in people's journeys there's beauty in traveling to a place mm-hmm. and you know a lot of conversation starts with cultural appropriation mm-hmm. and what better way to travel w- reading a magazine that's introducing you to the realness of a right. culture so you're landing not just excited about the new spa that you can go to but you're excited to interact with these people that you feel a lot more connected to because they have real stories just like you yeah absolutely wow i love that so when you're you know traveling to these countries can you walk us through like how are you beauty exploring that's my favorite term at around the world beauty what does it look like when you're landing there and searching for these stories are you just talking to real women are you you know what's your journey like yeah so i'll give you an example when i went to cuba i stayed in havana in different parts of of havana i stayed in so i actually my my mom and my stepfather also went and so they decided to stay at like this major hotel in in Havana and I decided to stay in Airbnb. And they're like, "Why would you do that? Like you can stay at this hotel. It's, you know, safer. You don't know what Cuba's going to be like. This is the first time that a lot of people have, you know, even been able to go to Cuba." But like I said, the only way to experience this destination is to do it with the people who live there. So I went to so I stayed in in a different Airbnb in every, you know, I stayed in Old Havana, so I stayed in an Airbnb with a host family there and then I stayed in um um, another area that's like located on the on the water and I stayed with another family there so in one of the houses that I stayed in I went with the host mom I keep calling them a host mom I don't even know if that's what you would call it but mm-hmm. basically the woman who tends to the house um, I went with her to get her hair done like just wow. tagged along to her you know they go every week it's a big thing out there to get yeah. your hair done every week and so I went with her twice so I went to one uh, salon that she goes to to get her hair relaxed and then I went to another salon that she goes to to get it cut and colored and so being there and being in these not those typical you know if we were doing something for you know a traditional magazine we'd be going to the ritziest you know yeah. they're doing this high-tech you know colored process yeah. you know they'd offer you coffee or they'd you know yeah. offer you a glass of wine while you're getting your hair done and that definitely was not the experience yeah. in Havana I went with her to you know 
to the woman who does her hair in her house basically it's it's a salon that people actually come into but she also lives there like in the back watch that happen also talk to the talk to the stylist about her tips for you know products that she uses because uh, it's like she definitely has the insight on like exactly. what's affordable there what's realistic for exactly. these girls who are working in the beauty industry what are they using you yeah know? i think for a lot of people when you see that and you see that like she's in her house in her slippers and her little biker shorts and like her hair is not done yeah. but she's cooking at the same time you think like she's not an expert but it's like are you kidding like she's doing like she, 50 people a day every yeah. day mm-hmm. her hands are in someone's hair yeah. who's to say that she's yeah. no expert and i actually learned a lot from her she told me about you know cinnamon being a really great um ingredient for your scalp if you have any sort mm-hmm. of like breakage or if you have any um, dryness on your scalp. So I learned a lot from this pro. She's a professional. Mm. And same thing at the the other salon that we went to where she got her hair colored. I think that's the way that you can really experience or, you know, witness a beauty experience when you're traveling is just, you know, befriend the people who are there. I think the easiest way to do that is by, you know, talking to the, the you know, if you're staying at an Airbnb in a place where there, there's somebody who's actually staying in the house with you, just talk to them. Sure. We get that question a lot. Like, how do you beauty explore? And it's really like letting the people lead the way. Yeah, for you know? sure. So you're on your third issue. Where do you see Beauty Atlas going? I mean, I have so many visions for it that mm-hmm. it's hard to even like put everything under this umbrella. I mean, I very intentionally, you'll see on social media, you'll see on our website, you'll see in my signature. Um, it's Beauty Atlas. It's not Beauty Atlas magazine. It's mm-hmm. Beauty Atlas because I eventually, you know, I see this having legs. Like I see, you know, us having the magazine and then also in the nearest future, I really want to do um, one annual print issue and print in a sense of where it's more like a coffee table book sort of thing. I mean, it'll be a magazine, but I want it to be more of like a collector's item. So we're, you know, compiling all of the issues that we've done in the year into one really beautiful issue with even more than maybe what we covered in the digital magazine with more pictures, maybe more stories, more contributors, things like that. So that's in the nearest future. I'd love to do an app. That's something I've talked to you about. I really want people to be able to. So we have the directory in every issue where it's, you know, your hair, nails, facials, massages, where you can go in this particular destination. I would love to be able to to uh, expand on that and have people, you know, if they're in Bali, they can just, you know, get on the app and say, OK, I really want to just get my nails done. Where can I go? So I would love to do that. Just a lot. There's a there are a lot of there are a lot of things that I want to do and a lot of things that I know that I can do with mm-hmm. Beauty Atlas because there's so much. I mean, yeah. we have similar brands, but we're doing different things. Yeah. And that just shows you that there's so much to be covered in this global beauty space. I could see, I could, it's so funny because like as you're sharing this with me, I could see all of it come to fruition. I could yeah. see like landing in Bali and like using, you know, your app and even like reading it on my way to Bali, your, the magazine yeah. and just like, seeing like oh my god like i'm gonna get a real experience this is my this is my first guidebook yeah. like this is the guidebook that's gonna lead me to beauty right really cool so we ask everyone that comes on the podcast how can we support you i think a lot of times we you know we hear your story and you know we want to give but sometimes we don't know how for our listeners what can they do and we do to support what you're creating because i mean i <laughs> 
it sounds really superficial, but follow us. You know, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Facebook, or like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. We're at, at Beauty Atlas on Instagram and at Beauty Atlas Mag on Facebook and Twitter. I've just been on the other side and I know what those numbers do for brands, for um, viewers. Our last question is, what does beauty mean to you? It's tough to really define beauty because it's it's so many things. But I just I always find that beauty and confidence kind of go hand in hand. So when whenever you feel most confident, that could be with makeup, without makeup. It could be with clothes on, without clothes on. I think it really is just in that quiet moment when you're alone and you just feel confident and happy and proud of yourself. I feel like I, I think that's beauty. And I also think that sometimes we don't let people see that. You know, I think that a lot of times beauty is, like I said, in a quiet moment. It's when you're alone and you're kind of just in your own thoughts. I think we're so inundated with all of these definitions of what beauty is and these pictures of what beauty is. And, you know, we're on Instagram every day and we're looking to see, oh, this is how my hair could be better and this is how my skin can be better and this is how this can be better. But we're not actually thinking about what's already good, what is already beautiful. So I think we kind of, in order to define that, you have to spend some time with yourself in order to define it for yourself. And I think that answer for everyone will be different. I mean, I guess you're asking me what my definition is, but I think that, yeah, I think whenever I am alone and I feel confident and I feel happy and I can kind of go to sleep with a smile on my face, I think that's that's beauty to me. It's like I'm happy in this life. Yeah, I love that. And you actually wrote this amazing like quote that I just always remember when I need to stay focused and feel beautiful. And you wrote something along the lines of makeup is powerful. Like there's power in a pigment. There's power in lipstick. There's power in eyeliner. And it's not because it's on you it's because of the thought that is created when you're applying this and that's why women all over the world use these things to express beauty but it truly is in the confidence you know the reason you feel beautiful is because when you put on that red lipstick you know there's something about that that elevates your confidence and that radiates and it's natural yeah as you said that it's it's true when i think about it it's like you use products to enhance what you are, what you feel is already beautiful, right? You're not gonna put lipstick on a big zit, or like you're not gonna put, you know, highlighter on on a flaw that you're kind of insecure about. What you're putting your lipstick on is these lips that you want everybody to see, or you're, you know, highlighting your eyes and putting eyeliner on that and mascara because you want people to look into your eyes, right? So I think that we, the 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 products that we use to make ourselves feel more beautiful it's really it's just like we're just enhancing what we already have we want everybody to see what we already are are proud of it's like look at me you know so that there is power in that i think well Lindsay, thank you so much for being part of our podcast as always it's an honor to have a conversation with you i'm so inspired to see beauty atlas magazine to see beauty atlas grow you know that we're like your number one supporter in everything that you do and uh, you guys out there make sure to subscribe make sure you download the magazine tweet instagram follow and just show fellow entrepreneur powerhouse that we are watching and we support her and we want to see beauty atlas magazine create and change the way global beauty is expressed and seen so thank you Lindsay, for being part of our podcast Thanks, guys, and stay tuned for next week for our next Journey to Beauty episode. Bye.